G'day, listeners. Welcome to Bar Karate, the sailing podcast. My name's Jordan Spencer, and it's that time of the week where we get to hang out with some really cool sailors. But of course, I have to share the microphone with my two idiot mates. First off, let's welcome Mr. Brett Perry. Greetings, exalted one. BP. Well, happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter, Jay. Yes, mate. Indeed. Yes, it is. Well, not much going on here. I went down to Ikea to buy an Ilka and ended up with two beds. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Um, okay. Ended up just putting beds together all weekend. Yeah, Ikea on the Easter weekend, that sounds like a – that sounds just shit. <laughs> yeah. The worst part about it is when the wife says we're going to Ikea, I don't actually get frustrated about the fact that I've got to go, to go Ikea. It's that I know that I have to put the things together when I get home. Yeah, you've got four hours of just ridiculous assembly. Pain, pain. But anyway, I'm through it now and uh, ready to ready to chat on. Okay, cool. Let's bring in the other bloke. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Mr Nick Bice. Gentlemen, happy and holy Easter. Mm. Whatever way or Passover or whatever, however you pertain to all that sort of thing. Um, Jordan, you've had a busy week, my friend. Mm. Easter weekend, started mm. the Brisbane to Gladstone. Mm. Um, I was just listening to to the live stream mm. or just re-watching it a little bit before. Mm-hmm. I didn't see your head pop up. Did they have a camera in the uh, actual – in your studio as such or – Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, well, Early I've got to say, who the hell was on wardrobe <laughs> that day, mate? I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had and been... nothing against our guest because I see our guest sitting here with a bright red t-shirt on, <laughs> and you were wearing a bright red t-shirt on as know. well. And what goes best with red hair? Nothing like red. Bright red t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't my favourite outfit, but uh, you know we were red, white, and blue there. But uh, and the big head, so it took a long time for the cameraman to fit everyone in. In fact, I had to squash down quite a bit, but it's all right. That's right. Well, you must admit, I, I was listening away and just jumping in between, and bloody hell. I mean, you don't mind a chat yourself, mm. but your two um, co-hosts, uh, co-hosts mm. being uh, Grant and uh, Nick Douglas, yep. bloody hell, can they talk? Yep. Let me tell you. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, there was no. So, but what I did pick up on is uh, you pretty much took my role. Just chuck in the old sly smart ass comment whenever you want. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm skilled at, boss. I can I can fit any role on the desk. I can be the expert, the host, or the moron. Correct. <laughs> or the idiot. <laughs> Very good. Uh, beautiful. Right mate. No, well done. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I was going to rip into BP on something, but we'll leave it to later because oh. I'd love to get our guest on board because yeah. uh, we've good. gone we've gone large. Um, some say one of the nicest guys in sailing, I'd certainly the most to, polite. I'd have to agree with that. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, look. Everybody uh, hasn't said that. So. <laughs> <laughs> he had to come in. He had to come in, didn't he? <laughs> Some, um, a career racing, uh, probably in the in the uh, Wonder Design fleet, starting out, you know, the, doing the 470s, the match racing, into a whole bunch of one Designs, then into the Ocean Race, including winning the Ocean Race in 2011-12, um, and it's done it three times and, uh, of course, is one of the many people in the world of sailing that are still uh, ruled over by Bauer Becking. Um, <laughs> so let us bring our guest, Laurent Pages, to the show, mate. Welcome. Hello, everyone. How are you? Just oh, fantastic, awesome. great, to, great to have a chat to you, mate. Yeah. Good to see you. 
Yeah, good to see you. Long time. Happy Easter to everyone, and uh, real pleasure to join you on Bar Carrying Tea. <laughs> <laughs> see, he just proved your point. That was the whole thing. See, the nicest guy in yachting. <laughs> <laughs> where are you hey, mate, at the moment? Um, Laurent, pa- paint us a picture. Oh. Where where are you at the moment? Uh, what's going on like at this point in time in in your life? Well, um, <clears throat> quite busy actually, which is good after uh, nearly two years of, of uh, talking at home. Um, no, that was uh, that was good to get back to selling properly. Second half of last year after the the COVID stopover and uh, <laughs> and uh, well right now I'm in Italy. Uh, we're actually practicing on board a, um, a 30 footer uh, like a mini TP52 kind of I call a Corsa 950 in Italian boat that we're using for preparing the next uh, IRC Europeans that are going to take place in in Briskens in August. So just a bit of practice handling with the guys. Uh, short, short for this session, and uh, and just to keep uh, to keep uh, you know on your toe. It's yeah, always excellent to race on small boats like this, and to practice on small boats is just uh, fun and techniques. And uh, probably everyone should get back in, uh, on short boats a few times a year, just uh, whatever you sell, big boats or I mean that's that's just a key for me to yeah. keep uh, agility. Are you you coaching them, or are you actually going to be sailing with them? No, no, selling, selling. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yep. Oh, cool. So mm-hmm. this is the plan right now, uh, keeping busy with also teasing machine program and and joining uh, also uh, uh, a new ownership on the Walicento former open season, open season four, which is now uh, Spirit of Malwin number 10, uh, French group uh, for, for the maxi racing season. Uh, so no, it's good. Just happy to have different kind of sailing possibilities and different kind of boats. Uh, again, for me, it's, uh, it's the, 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 the main pleasure, the biggest pleasure in sailing is to, is to a variety of, uh, conditions of boats, of a group of people. So very happy. All good. So in Italy right now, Varadze used to be tricky wind condition and, uh, and, uh, this last week has, uh, has shown again, <laughs> it's never easy to, to get a, a good sailing schedule uh, through the day, but you're, uh, you're in Genoa, are you? But we, we made it, we made it. No, are it you, was good. You're really in, good actually. You're in Genoa, are you? Or? Uh, just West Genova, Varazze, it's a small, uh, small city, uh, like 30 K West of Varazze, a little bit in the, in the, in a tough area, just, uh, the mountain is just uh, just above us, so so this also it makes the wind quite uh, quite tricky, but uh, but again just very pleasant and and a great bunch of guys uh, to sail with as well. Mm, very cool, mate. Let's get into how you got into sailing. Like, uh, what was the pathway for you into sailing? How old were you? What boat did you sail? Did you decide, or did your folks take you? What was the story? <laughs> Well, um, basically, I started sailing um, was about ten years old. Uh, my father was still is uh, pretty fond of sailing, uh, uh, having a, a small cruiser, a thirty foot cruiser at the time. And um, well, I started with my brother on a river uh, in south of Flower Shell in a city called Rochefort. Was a river there, and uh, with just cargo ship passing by, and a small sailing club. And uh, and uh, well, we we started there, and uh, it was fun. Actually, the the funny thing is, like at that time, I was playing tennis, and uh, and uh, just uh, 
when they, uh, I saw on TV the America's Cup in Fremantle uh, in 85, 86 with this uh, stupid boat circling around each other. <laughs> I said, wow, <laughs> this is what I want to do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I uh, don't know why. But uh, that, that was the first, uh, the first image uh, in my mind that comes up. And, and I have this, uh, this memory. Uh, and uh, starting then uh, 420 with my brother and selling a few years like that. Uh, I think I was... I was starting and helming on the 420. I was about 10 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, and my brother was 12, and we were probably something like 80 kilos in total together. Wow. <laughs> so, right in the long so wind. Has, this this has quite changed, I must say. But uh, no, no, that was a, that was really good times, and uh, and uh, then I sell for twenty four seventy. Sorry, with uh, with uh, someone else since my brother had to get serious stuff with uh, with studies. Um, and uh, after a few years of four seventies and uh, arriving in nine, 1996, the call was okay. Should I go with uh, someone else, a new, a, a new crew for four years uh, for a full campaign, or, or try something else? And I had at that time the opportunity to to get into a match racing program, yep. uh, and also uh, pretty quickly after uh, um, to uh, to have from my youth club uh, the possibility to use a Melges 24, uh, since the club bought uh, a, a few boats as a fleet. Uh, and that was a great, great experience because that that brought me into uh, Kiliot racing, sports one design racing, and it was great opportunity. And, and from then on, uh, uh, basically uh, everything was uh, was around cans, and mm. and only around cans uh, in a weekend, in a week, in a week, and, and all the time training and racing as much as I could. So finishing my my studies with a master degree. Uh, uh, in Lau, uh, in La Rochelle, and uh, and at some stage, uh, then came the then came the question: Okay, shall I do like my brother and my father before uh, stop uh, sailing and and get into serious stuff? And uh, the answer <laughs> finally was no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, I took uh, I took the chance to to try to make a living out of out of it and. And fortunately, it, it kind of worked, and uh, and uh, joining uh, different uh, teams. Uh, I'm one of the very French, that very few French uh, at, at that time, very few French people that had the chance to to join uh, teams from a bit everywhere in Europe, in US, uh, and discover some uh, new uh, circuits, um, the M30s, the Melges, the Far 40s, and, and others. And uh, I think that gave me. Uh, a lot of uh, experience and the chance to meet a lot of uh, very skilled people that I learned a lot from. Uh, and this mixed experience uh, allows you then to be accepted in the uh, Volvo Ocean Racer world, which requires, I believe, uh, to be first a good sailor and uh, have a various skilled, be variously, variously skilled. Um, so that was the story. Mm. Well, geez, you stole all my questions, Laurent. <laughs> so, who? Um, obviously, you've carved your career in the one design classes, as you mentioned, Melges, Far Forties, blah blah blah. Um, but I'm interested um, that step, as you just mentioned, to get into the Volvo Ocean Race. How did that take part? Who who was instrumental? 
in regards to making that happen for you? Oh, very clearly. Uh, you 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 mentioned uh, you, you mentioned Bauer uh, before. Very clear, clearly, uh, Bauer was a was a man that brought me into the Volvo Chinese world, and uh, and I'll be thanks thankful uh, to him uh, forever. I mean, that was a great opportunity. I was still well, quite young. Still, it was probably something like twenty nine. Um, we are sitting together actually uh, on a US program uh, run by uh, Dinin Demokas, Kuvideshi uh, mm-hmm. Racing, which was uh, uh, a good one design program and, and, uh, and good fun, great, great group of people. Uh, hi, Dinin, <laughs> if you hear us. <laughs> uh, and, um, and Bao just uh, proposed me at very early stage to. To first be a backup uh, in case of uh, necessity for Movistar, and um, and uh, hopefully no one got hurt. And uh, and luckily I wasn't on board when they sank the boat. Uh, um, and uh, then for the next campaign with Telefonica, where actually I also had the chance to to meet you guys, uh, I believe in 2008, yep. uh, 27 actually for Brett. Uh, then uh, well, Bauer was uh, was uh, for sure the key man to 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 call me and to had the kind of the honor to be one of the one of the very first guys after sci-fi for Navigator Spot to to be called along with uh, Jonas Wayne and uh, that started from there. So thanks, well, Bauer, if you hear us as well. Hey, yeah, no, I, 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 I own I own a lot to Bauer in my career, really. Mm. We've we've actually got a list going for all the people that Bauer has helped, mm. and we're just waiting till we clock over the two thousand mark before we <laughs> yeah. get him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. He's a busy man, old Bauer. I saw him in San Fran. He was he was standing outside the French tent having a chat. So um, he's he's definitely done an amazing amount for the world of sailing. And uh, the interesting thing about you, my friend is that, you know, every French sailor goes into the Omoka world, you know, or the Class 40s or the, the minis, but you, you didn't. You, you've always been in the crude boats in the, the traditional, what we would call the traditional sort of um, professional sailor route. So are, are, you, um, are you French at all? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Uh, uh, I've got my flag tattooed here. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, first it's um, as for everyone's life, it's uh, you know it's a path. Uh, um, starting, I mean, first coming from a uh, uh, Olympic, I mean, or, or dinghy Olympic series. I mean, you. You're facing uh, the competition, and this is what you like. And uh, the real competition is uh, is to get the chance to be qualified for your country into international mm-hmm. racing, uh, the Europeans as the world champs in your classes, and um, and you know this is where where is the truth. You know, if you if you first get there, and if you manage there, then you means you you're right somewhere, uh, and uh, and and quite early. Uh, 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 found out that it was this was kind of the the growl uh, to 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 be in a competition at the highest level, meaning to be in competition with the rest of the world, and um, 
and uh, this was the same thing with the with the wine design fleet. Of course, we had the chance in France to to have a, a, a very good group of sailors, uh, some some solid competition, but. Uh, uh, I would be lying if I wouldn't say that the hardest competition was passing the borders and get abroad and and uh, and try to to find your way you know, on a race course against uh, all the other excellent teams that you can find in the uh, in UK, in Italy, in in the US, uh, in Australia, or wherever around the world. Um, so for me, that was that was crucial. I'm first a competitor, I believe, uh, and that was crucial to to try to always have the chance and the possibility to race at the highest level. And for me, the highest level is international sailing. Fact is, one design um, sailing is, a, is is great for that because uh, everyone's got the same tool in hand and it's all about the skills of the crew work and, and how you make a boat fast and get the right calls, right shots around the race course. Um, but um, but uh, development uh, also was very interesting when jumping into a... Uh, into the Volvo, uh, uh, Volvo 70s, with a with a box rule and and, and a lot of technical knowledge get, that got input in that. So it was a very good mix: one design, high level racing, in net international racing, then development boats. That was a perfect mix. Yeah. And uh, I, I always mention when uh, when people ask me that uh, why I made this choice, I would say first I'm a competitor. Um, I love techniques, and and the competitions just makes you better. Um, fact is, uh, single handling racing. Uh, French people are definitely the best, but they are the only ones mostly to do. <laughs> so oh, I say they, and not we. But uh, because actually, uh, as a selling community, uh, I feel part of uh, the world selling community, not the French selling community. Mm. This is this is my, and this is just a story. I didn't make a call for that. I didn't make a choice, and I, I never thought about making a, a step aside and and, and trying a single handling because for me it's a it's a two different sports. I would say uh, it's like in a car racing. You get a different kind of car yeah. racing. You cannot do a, a Formula One and a, and a Parida car in the same time yeah. uh, or WRC. It's two different. Uh, two different programs, and uh, well, the project would have been to take years to probably build something while I, I had the chance to to do what I loved in in, uh, in crew and international racing. Uh, so that was the thing. Uh, last but not least, uh, what I love in crew racing is that uh, okay, you don't have to deal everything by yourself, which is a uh, always impressive uh, for single handling sailors but uh, when you have the chance to just uh, share your time and your sailing and and just observe a uh, uh, bloody good skilled uh, courageous bowman or a super jeep trimmer uh, or whatever like a grinder just these techniques like a uh, uh, rolls-royce uh, engine uh, i mean this is just the best for me, and to get all to get all this coordinated, working together, communicating together, be perfectly adjusted for me is a is a must. It's the top of the top. This yeah. is it. Clearly, you've sailed with some extraordinary teams um, in your time, but you must have also sailed with some very extraordinary individuals. Do you mind? Um, Letting us in with some of those, like obviously sailing with Frank would have been just something 
unbelievable bower, as you've mentioned, but I'm sure there's some that individuals that stand out completely for you. Yeah, many. It's hard to pick. Uh, I mean, technically, some guys are really good. Some are more charismatic. Uh, some are just best friends. Uh, but uh, it's 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 huge when you when you share your time in a boat. Uh, it's hard to pick. Uh, hard to pick. I think we. I'm not escaping. But uh, <laughs> large communities. We we have the chance of a, a very large community of sailors and with different profiles and 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 it's also a question of uh, relationships. Um, very hard to pick. Uh, I'd say I would I would keep in mind uh, uh, first my brother I started with, <laughs> uh-huh. of course, awesome. because uh, because that was uh, that was just incredible for us to do all that we done together as a, as a, as a crew sailing and for twenty during many years. And um, and I believe the, the the short group of uh, five people. Yes, we were five because we were thin and light at that time. Uh, on the Melchus 24 during uh, three, four, four years in the late 90s, we just had a, such a great group of friends and very dedicated to what we were doing uh, on the on racing and and uh, actually that inspired us a lot because uh, they all kind of find their way uh, around the sailing uh, some in the in the in, in, in the in the commercial uh, business area uh, one of them is uh, has joined uh, uh, some uh, some design teams and now is working for Ineos for for two com- two campaigns uh, in a, in a design team uh, so we are all so fully dedicated to each other and to to yacht racing to to, to do this together, that was very inspiring, and I think uh, I think uh, well, this this is what I remember the most is his first times, his first days uh, mm. that are so so important. You know, it's uh, it's when when it's like when you when you build something, you you get to to be very solid uh, on the bases before elevating, mm. uh, and this is what I want to keep as a as a memory. So if there is some young guys listening to us, uh, let's say just uh, enjoy your time, do your best with people you like, and if you're all dedicated to each other, you, you'll do something great together. Part of our part of our show is is very much based on the pathways of, uh, and that's why we get people like yourself on the show because you know you've led you've led your way in terms of uh, you know you've been a, been with the biggest teams, been with the biggest sailors, and you've been, and you are yourself one of the biggest sailors. Um, I guess the biggest question that everyone wants to know is, you know, you, you said you, you did your law degree and you made the decision to go sailing. That's a big, big decision to make because, you know, law, you've got a career, you've got a life, you've got potential money, you've got everything set up. Uh, we all know you go sailing. There's, uh, there's lots of, uh, lots of uh, ups and downs. Um, were you 100% confident that was going to get it to where you are today or was it just something you just wanted to do? You know, like it was just there, and you wanted to do it. Yeah, I couldn't say I was confident, <laughs> uh, but um, but uh, I, it, it was no doubt. In the same time, that was the right thing to do. Um, the position was uh, that okay. Um, 
let's try. And uh, if it doesn't work, I'll still have the time at some stage to step back later and and get back to a more conventional situation. <laughs> uh, and if you don't do it, you might regret it all your life. I mean, it's yeah. quite, actually, it's quite a story. I mean, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, so it's always about your roots, I believe. But uh, uh, I had the experience of my father, uh, who was a uh, young student in, uh, in medicine. He, he, he had to the choice at some stage uh, it would be too long to explain why, but to to have during two years the possibility to drive for Renault for Le Mans, uh-huh. and uh, he was really in the middle of his studies of medicine, and uh, and uh, well, he discussed it with his father, and uh, his father told him, well, you better do your medicine and finish, and and become a doctor, <laughs> then uh, because okay, it's going to be good during two years, but what what if and what after? Uh, so he made the call to refuse this great opportunity, and I think oh. he's very happy to be a doctor. He's a passionate doctor, but uh, but uh, it's always some probably something in his heart that uh, will remain there. And, and what if what if oh. I say yes? And so, uh, and I remember the story at the time to make this call, and I say, okay, uh, I'll do the opposite, and, and we'll see. And uh, probably both probably both options were good. Did you speak to your father about it? Did you speak to your father about it? Did you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, I've got this opportunity? Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, I mean, the opportunity was not really an opportunity. It was really a, <laughs> to take the chance uh, because there was nothing solid in, in front on the, on the sailing side uh, either, uh, really, to make a living, let's say. Um, so, so, yeah, he's it, been very honest and he, he just told me, well, this is your, this your life, this is your, this your call, this is your choice. At uh, some stage, if you need some help, we'll be there. But uh, better finish your studies first. <laughs> well, I guess and, I guess uh, we got to I guess we got to say thank you, Mr. Pages, for uh, letting letting you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, no, but my parents being great support for for making the right decision in my life at a few occasions, and uh, and thanks to them. So, Laurent, I'm not sure of the exact term in sailing. We say, well, as you know, do you keep your toe in the water? How about in the legal world? Do you do you keep your finger in the pie, so to speak? Do you do you keep an eye on things so you can fall back into into uh, using your masters at a later point? Oh, uh, no! You're just going no. to be a yachty your whole life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, it's too late for me, unfortunately, <laughs> to get back in the legal size. <laughs> legal side, sorry. No, no, no. But uh, honestly, it's uh, it's. Um, it's been very useful to. I was going to say education. it must have been very useful with you know with teams and negotiations and put you in a good good stead to understand contracts and things like that because that's a, one of the major things I'm going through at the moment. It's a, just a nightmare. It's it's not even at that level. It's uh it's about um uh how to say that um it's it's a it's a global education. I mean uh, this kind of studies let like you learn. Uh, to use tools, uh, but more more than to know law. I mean, it's not very useful to know the law because it changes all the time. But uh, but <laughs> to know how to use the tools is 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 is, uh, is very useful. So so it helped me in many situations uh, from the from the jury room. Yeah, <laughs> to uh, to uh, uh, having a, a 
a very good uh, grip on the on the racing walls or on the class walls on box walls. I remember I spent a huge huge amount of time for for Groupama campaign along with uh, Luc Geluso, who was in charge really of the of the of the legal size sides. Uh, and we were working together a lot on the on the Nazi phrases on 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 every everything. Um, and uh, basically, I, I I like the idea to 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 think about the words to to try to understand what they mean, what it record, what it covers, and what's possible from 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 that. Yeah. I think it's crucial when you when you want to play a game, to to master the rules and uh, and to have the best understanding of what's possible or not. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's been very useful, and also in life, just simply as this, uh, 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 without uh, figuring it out. But uh, probably many occasions uh, just help me naturally without I think about it. So well, not a waste of time to to if you have the chance to have an education, and, and this one was probably a good education as well. Yeah. I, think, I was just going to say. Um, with, before we get into all the amazing boats you've sailed and the races you've done and stuff, I, I, what and what you've just discussed there, you know, you bring some unique talents to a boat. What do you think it is that you offer a boat when you step on? Like um, why someone picks you over someone else, you know? Is it because of your helming skills or your trimming skills or it's all-round nature or just your experience? What What do you think is where your real value is for a professional team. I think it has changed through the time because of your experience developing. Yeah. Uh, for sure, originally, I was, uh, I was asked to be, be on board, uh, joining teams for um, sail trimming skills, helming skills, I'd say mostly. Uh, then it's shift into also tactical uh, tactical positions and uh, apparently well, people were quite happy because they, they kept and, and still keeping calling me for that <laughs> uh, so which is not tough, easy because tough, you, tough, you tough very tough easily very easily get fired that? yeah, <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a soccer coach yeah. but uh, but now fortunately uh, very almost ne never almost never faced this kind of situation so that meant that uh, that um, well the teams were happy with, with this and which is uh, was best the best thing the best feeling is when you when you get the trust of uh, of uh, everyone uh, I'd say today um, more and more uh, and I think it's it's uh, just the years after years and the experience you develop uh, complementary to pure selling skills, um, uh, people expect from me uh, to uh, coordinate uh, the preparations to the performance, uh, to get a grip on the group, uh, to help them to get uh, as well organized as possible, to define properly the objectives uh, step by step without trying to go too fast, but to, to get solid first. And um, and this uh, this has an impact on the on the strategical boat uh, preparations or definitions or race program definitions. Um, then how you how you you feature the crew, 
um, basically to get more and more involved in how the how the campaign of uh, for for your tracing program would, would be would be defined and uh, very quickly then when the boat is sailing with the guys is to is to just kind of have a coaching role mm. uh, um, so it's very interesting because uh, when you when you when you're assigned to to a role precisely you 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 get the best of your what you can do in this role in this position um, and uh, when you have the chance to 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 have the trust of the others and asking you okay you you have the key of the truck and uh, drive us somewhere um, that's great because that means also you you'll be linked and and and, and properly linked to everyone on board seriously uh, uh, which means uh, as first steps the safety on board uh, if you are kind of Big boats, or we should lose distance offshore races, and that means you get to take care of everyone as well. Um, and of course, on performance and the maneuvering, um, different sites, uh, all the sites basically of sailing. Um, and I must say, uh, <clears throat> I feel good in this position um, because uh, uh, I like, uh, <laughs> maybe not uh, such a uh, um, Maybe it's not such a, a nice skill, but I, I like to have control on things, and uh, not on people, but uh, uh, on uh, potential events that could happen. And, uh, and in many situations, uh, safety and security will always be paramount for me, and, and, and especially for for the crew in the boat uh, when I'm in charge. And uh, and I especially appreciate to share this experience and, and kind of teach. Uh, youngsters about this because uh, not all the time you you think about that when you're a young sailor and I think it's something we should always keep in mind interesting I, I have a little smirk on my face because <laughs> Laurent we know like we're no longer youngsters anymore <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to be we used to be um, we used to be but we we, we, we meet some we meet some we do, <laughs> certainly do but um Jordan, very good question. Laurent, very good answer. Um, and I think we alluded to it before as you being, you know, one of the nicest guys in yachting. And there's something we say in bar karate is, um, and we call it the no dickhead rule, which basically means to build a team, you don't want any dickheads on board. <laughs> um, and Hello. I'm guessing you you would concur with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to understand correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do, mate. I think you do. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think we have to touch on your experience in the Volvo just quickly. Um, so three editions, you've never finished off the podium. So your first ocean race, you were third overall. And then the next time you win it. And then the next time I think you were second – so you won it on the Group MR, the old four, the 1K boat, which is still a very successful boat. When you won the Ocean Race, was that like was that um, just an amazing moment for you, like a, a real sort of highlight, or were you just you, you expected to win? Huh. Um, I'd say both, both because. Um, when we started the campaign uh, with Frank, um, straight straight from the 
from uh, the campaign uh, we made with Brett, also Telefonica. Um, well, the, the, the the call was okay. There is uh, with Groupama, okay. Well, there is two editions to go, and uh, the first one to learn, and the second one to win. But it's not to know Frank to 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 say so. Change so. change that to the first one we win, the second one we go again and win again. Yeah, yeah, or or do something else. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, very quickly, and the way this this campaign was set up, and 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 uh, the group of, of people uh, together, and and the the, the skills from. Uh, Technicians, uh, designers, engineers, uh, group sailors was was of course uh, having us in a position of uh, uh, serious competitors for for overall win, uh, which we were probably not considered by everybody a serious contender at the very beginning. Uh, we we realized that very quickly, and uh, I was always saying, okay, this is this is good. Um, because uh, that keeps us uh, moving, uh, and uh, and it's always better to to be uh, in the shadow of the others when you're competing. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, stopovers, uh, races, legs after legs, uh, we were considered as uh, more and more serious contenders. In my mind, uh, I remember. Uh, because we knew our, we knew our, our strengths and we knew our, our weaknesses, uh, and uh, um, corrected a few times a few things uh, at very early stage. But uh, we had a we had a great potential of, of development as well. Uh, and uh, I remember this uh, third inshore race in uh, Abu Dhabi that we ended up second. That we probably could have could have win, uh, just uh, finishing tie with Abu Dhabi at that time. And uh, and um, well, in the debriefing for me, the one of the thing was okay. We we if we manage to do that kind of insure races with that kind of boat, I mean, of course we can win this race. So so that was expected at some stage because there was a challenge. There was uh, the competition, and when you're a competitor and you you know you have the possibility, then you you, you, you mean you're there for winning. Mm. Uh, but uh, when uh, when it happens and you're having Galway, uh, first arriving in Lorient with their amazing, amazing leg between Lisbon and and, uh, and Lorient with pretty, pretty hard conditions and fast and furious things. That's just awesome. And uh, and uh, where well, when you're in Lorient, you've got a solid advantage on the leaderboard and you get the last leg to Galway and you and just confirm it. Uh, when it happens, then it's a, it's a shock. <laughs> yeah. Even you're working for that. Even you 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 you've spent three years about that, and this is a goal. I mean, when it just happens, this is just like you're voiceless. Yeah. Uh, and I remember uh, uh, I was kind of prior to the finish line, you know, in the last uh, minutes of the last legs. I mean. Uh, everyone is kind of silent on board, uh, and it's not because people are superstitious and don't want to say before the finish line. It's because everyone is in such a, a psychological situation that uh, you're wondering if it's real, uh, if it's really happening, and uh, and this is this is kind of the shock. Uh, so all in all, it's a fantastic adventure and and, and a great 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 memory. Um, 
And it's funny because it's like a massive party <laughs> yeah. uh, the day after you're hanging <laughs> over badly. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, the, the weeks following, uh, following that kind of emotions and adventure where, where, where the campaign is over and the phone uh, is not ringing anymore and, uh, and the email's not stopping and you're not going to the, to the rooms and the briefing and the sailing and, and, and well, then it's, uh, yeah, it's like a big hangover. <laughs> And, and a big adjustment too, because you don't have to do all that stuff, and you've got this, and all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, now what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now what? Now what? Yeah. And actually, yeah. it, it hasn't been a, an easy period, to be honest. Uh, uh, the few months after that, uh, kind of a baby blues. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Laurent, the when, when did you feel the shift in the team, or that you could see the see the win? Telefonica won the first three legs. You won the leg into Auckland. Could you feel the shift at that point in time or you just kept chipping away? Um, was there was there a defining time? No, I, I mean, as, as I told you, I mean, we, 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 we figured out the strengths and the potential of the boat and, and the crew, which was a different profile. Than um, than some other crew mm. uh, with a with a French trend. Uh, these guys like uh, Frank, of course, uh, Charles, uh, Thomas, Thomas Coville. I mean, so such great sailors with different approach also. Uh, but uh, but of course, I mean, it would have not be possible to to win this race without uh, uh, all the other guys and and. And Frank and Charles and 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 Thomas are, are sailing stars, but uh, uh, I could mention Martin Kritte, Martin Stromberg, Brad Marsh, and all, all mm-hmm. those guys. I mean, whatever we're speaking about, Frank or or, or or Brad, I mean, some stage it's a group of people, and and uh, and Brad saved us uh, with fixing a, a, a reef problem uh, in the Lake to Lorient, and if he was not able to fix it, probably we. Would have ended up four or fifth in this leg instead of winning it, and it was a totally different story. So, so you know, it's uh, it's all about uh, uh, a tough experience, team experience. Like uh, always, get to to think that it's uh, nothing is possible without everyone. And uh, <clears throat> knowing the team we had, because we had a, a pre- quite long and good preparation. Um, working a lot since uh, September, August, September 2009 already and start sailing in, uh, in December, January 2009-2010. So we had a long preparation together with a, with a good group of people learning, knowing each other. Uh, and uh, and uh, when the race started, uh, we all knew the amount of work we've done. We all knew um, the, still the potential of improvement we had from Evolve Ocean races these two things is is uh, is uh, where you start, the level where you start, and is the level where you can that you can still achieve through the race. Uh, it's a long event, it's a long race, it's a development race, and uh, and probably the most important is, of course, where you start is important, but the most important is not where you start, is where you where you can be at the end in terms of performance and level and how you can continue to get better and better through the race, legs after legs. Uh, and I think we've been very strong at that. 
stronger than other teams, stronger than Telefonica. They probably started at a higher higher level than us, um, but but probably hasn't been able to to keep uh, improving as a, as far and as fast as we we managed. So again, thanks to it's a it's a whole team effort, and I think it was also our organization that allowed that with a lot of. Uh, um, Sharing responsibility, um, really structural st- structured departments. Uh, the decision-making process was not centralized onto one people, but the information was shared properly. Uh, things that uh, sometimes I missed in uh, in other campaign, like the, the following one, actually. Um, so, so as I say, in Abu Dhabi, inshore race uh, after the leg one after. The leg two, that we were in, in, in a good lead prior crashing in the in the Indian doldrums. Uh, this ensure race in Abu Dhabi, being able in ten knots of breeze to mm. to to race against both supposedly better than us in light or upwind conditions, yeah. while we were we knew we were super strong in the in the power reaching, uh, because we we it was also a decision, it was a call. We we set the cursor at this level as well in the in the boat design and boat preparation and and cell plan and everything, uh, and uh, being able to do that uh, for me that was. That was the call. Okay, if we can do that in ten of breeze on the on the rounding the cans, we we can win the race. Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You you know, the Volvo has been a part of your career, but when you look through your resume, you've done all the major races in the world. You know, the the Caribbean, all the Caribbean races, the transatlantic, you know, the Sydney Hobart, the Middle Sea race, super yachts. You've pretty much, you know, the match racing, the four seventies. You've covered everything. You know, you're probably as all round a resume as anyone. So, do you have a favourite race? Like when somebody says, "Come and do this race," you go, "Oh yeah, I'm ready." <laughs> well, there's one I hasn't done. Uh, Hamilton Race Island. I've heard it's nice. You <laughs> 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 should go yeah. to slot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, uh, many, many races are great. I mean, um, Volvo Ocean Race is such a story. Uh, um, <laughs> hard to pick one, but uh, let's say most important, more than the race, is, uh, is the guys you're, you're racing with. Okay. Uh, well, two things. Uh, at some stage, I say, okay, um, uh, whatever happens, uh, um, I don't try to to get for on on uh, to join for a fourth Volvo um, because um, yeah, I had quite a deception in the in the in the last campaign 2014 2015 uh, human deception also um, the sportive challenge deception as I think uh, everything was not made for for what I've been told at that time which was winning. Uh, Considered that uh, it's not it's not true in the end. We're, we're not doing everything we could for winning. Um, so I'd say more than a I'd say the Volvo Ocean Race definitely is for me the, the best of the best uh, because it's long. It takes time. You you get to know people really to 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 shake for them to have your life hanging being in their hands as well. Uh, that's a, that's such a thing. Uh, but uh, you get to do it with uh, the right people, and uh, and then it's a story for every racing, every 
every yodi in the afternoon uh, in the bay with a glass of wine. You, you get to do it with the right people as well. So yeah. sailing is more, uh, and this is why I'm a, I'm a crew sailor and not a single handler, single handling sailor. Uh, crew is first a ma- uh, sailing is first a matter of uh, of being being with others, and, and for me, sailing is being with others. Uh, whatever you're racing or cruising, or just uh, just um, yeah, considering the time and and the chance uh, you can you can be together with other people and enjoy it, and like we do, chatting. That's that's probably sums it up, doesn't it? And that sums that sums up Ron Pages in a in a in a nutshell. That's uh, you enjoy it, and you and people enjoy having you around. I guess that's the key to it. Um, you, you you've reached the level because of that, probably. Well, that that opens up another question. Oh. Yeah. So oh. We've talked about you know you got your races, but you know you're. You're the master of a few boats. You've you run the teasing machine program, the Suyana program, and um, you know you did all the different uh, one design boats, all the different boats you've sailed. Um, do you have a favourite boat? Hmm. Hmm. I'd say a group of four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I gotta say, Group Arma Four, it's a beautiful boat to sail. I've had the pleasure of sailing it as well. Uh, she was amazing. Boat. Yes. She, she was amazing and and such a story as well. And yeah. I remember uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, some of the last uh, windy legs we had in this uh, in this edition in this uh, 2011, 2012. I remember myself uh, steering, helming the boat in the breeze, and and wondering, asking myself, well, maybe you won't have the chance to do another one, and maybe it's the last one, and wow, this may be the last time you're driving such a boat like this in such conditions. Uh, finally, it was not, not really, but uh, but yeah, such a pleasure, such a, yeah. yeah. That's it's kind of a beast. <laughs> no, no, that's just great, great boat. And uh, and the great thing is, like, we spend so much time to to think over this boat in the process of designing and 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 and, and developing and 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 making the boat being fast and reliable and just improving. So, yeah, it's like a baby. So, and the baby was uh, beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, take it from <laughs> I love there it. You go. I love it. I, I, I just, you know, like that boat is just a magic boat. I think everyone agrees. You know, that boat continues to this day. So, um, the the question um, then becomes: Do you, you know, with your French background and the level of sailing that you've done, have you ever thought about, say, doing an old team or? Um, doing a Jules Verne or, you know, something along those sorts of lines? Has that ever come up in part of the discussions in your – or you're too busy with the other programs you've got? No, I, I've, I've got offered at some stage um, to do the Jules Verne's um, that time was, uh, with uh, Pascal Vidigori uh, when oh, yeah. he was keeping uh, the Banque Populaire, but uh, it was a period that was uh, just finishing uh, – the Telefonica campaign and joining the Groupama campaign. So, so for me, the story of the Volvo was not uh, finished, and uh, and to be offered to to take some responsibilities in the, at a very early stage in the Groupama campaign was uh, for me the, the the natural 
uh, call and, and it was a great great offer and and so finally this uh, this Julian option didn't didn't happen. Okay. Um, I must say I love I love racing, but the competition I uh, I love match racing. I, I just love hit it, hit the guy on the side on the race course. I mean I'm very happy to have a beer and a nice chat uh, when we're back. But uh, I love the competition, the the fight. You know, it's like a jumping on a ring and uh, and fighting. So this is what I love. Probably miss, uh, uh, I've never been really attracted by uh, setting up records and such. So so, so maybe this is why I never pushed for, for the Julian as such. Probably feel too lonely on the, on the race course. <laughs> but um, um, at some stage, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, in 20, 2016, 2016, late 15, 16, uh, I tried to, with someone else to, to, um, to set a, a Volvo campaign. But uh, obviously, um, I'm a better sailor than the, <laughs> than the from rising guy. So, so I never managed to get much money. So very quickly, I made the decision. Okay, this, this probably not uh, not not any skill for me. Uh, not good at that. So probably, or I don't know. I, don't, I never. I don't have any other expe- explanation at least. But uh, better better to be sailing. I mean, uh, in in the end, and this is also the chance uh, I probably have against. Uh, uh, compared to in compared to some other French sailors uh, that are set doing single handling single handling uh, Figaro Emoka okay they're, they're free to do what they want when they get their money but they're always basically dealing with that aspect um, I'm not I don't have to deal with that aspect as such uh, I, I, I I'm offering service uh, some experience uh, to others and mm-hmm. they they they, they like to have it or not, um, but um, I don't have to make uh, this uh, commercial action that you have to do when you run an Amoka campaign or, or something. And I'm very happy with that, to be honest. <laughs> that's that's that fits me perfectly. So, um, in saying that, Laurent, what's next? What, what's mm. what's the next one year, three year, five years for Laurent Pages? Hard question. Uh, hard question. Not sure. Um, I I made a call to also um, slow down on the hardcore sailing, such offshore, over ocean race stuff. Um, like longer, long involvement, full involvement. Uh, that kind of campaign requires. I made the call to to slow this down uh, some years ago um, uh, for for personal reasons, for family reasons. Uh, it was important for me to to particularly take some time with my son. Um, so as I was a, um, a very happy call. Uh, now this guy is a is is a is a big guy. He's uh, 18 years old, so <laughs> so it's no problem anymore, really. Uh, he's probably asking me to go back sailing. <laughs> so <laughs> nah, I don't know, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Probably we're probably gonna. Um, I got. 
I got a lot of interest in developing boats and uh, probably gonna start a, a new boat at some stage uh, for for Eric the 2 came teasing machines owner. Um, so aiming for launch uh, in the early 2024. Mm -hmm. That means we, we, we're just starting on a blank sheet mm -hmm. and thinking over it. Uh, so that's always very interesting to start from a blank sheet mm -hmm. designing a boat. Have you gone to a designer yet or you're just you're just throwing ideas at each other at the moment? Um we we're just throwing ideas and uh, and sharing them with uh, a couple of uh, designers. Okay. This is where we are. Can we give you some advice uh, that we've found, you know, that works really well in Australia when designing boats and trying to put ideas together is a few beers. <laughs> Have a few beers and you come up with some really good ideas. Beers and okay. red wine, I found. <laughs> it also leads to gout. But, um, <laughs> but it's good time. At, it's good at the time. <laughs> you get gout and a boat. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, well, that's interesting because, I mean, that boat's, you know, he likes to campaign his boats pretty seriously. He's had a couple and, you know, you've been down to Australia with those boats um, yeah. and, you know, you had quite a bit of success. Um, you're coming back to Oz anytime soon? Well, first, uh, uh, I fly tomorrow to New Caledonia, which is not that far, mm. just a, yes. just next to. Uh, actually, I, 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 share, I share my time between... France and New Caledonia as a as a as a living places, uh, so so it's not that far to Australia, but not Australia. Uh, yes, yes. Um, speaking about teasing machine, um, the plan is to get back to Australia uh, for maybe the last trace. Uh, of uh, teasing machine 54 footer, uh, the last race under this ownership. Uh, we don't we don't plan to to sink her during the race. So, <laughs> but uh, now the idea is to come for the 2023 Sydney Hobart. Basically, uh, next year the idea is to do the Cape to Rio race in January. Mm -hmm. uh, then the the 600. Then the Transpac, and then the Sydney Hobart. We expect to have a, a champagne year, uh, nice shore sailing with his boat. His boat is just a, a she's an offshore boat. Uh, she's um, she's designed for that, and um, and uh, yeah, she needs a bit of space around to 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 express all the possibilities of the boat. Uh, so yeah, this is the plan, and so 2023. But uh, in 2022, we, we won't be there since we'll be in Cape Town then for the Cape Tour at the time mm -hmm. of the Cinobat will be pre preparing the race. So next one, 23, and, uh, and maybe 24, but we'll be with, uh, with another boat. It's a bit too early to, to say. We'll speak about that later. Oh, looking, looking forward to that. Mm, looking forward. Looking forward to, for sure. I think, I think we're all looking forward to that, mate. That'll be great. Uh, be great to catch up. Um, we're sort of out of time, so I just throw it out to the lads. Any other final questions at all, or we uh, we've uh, we've got all the secrets now. We know where you're coming. We know where to uh, uh, to look out for you. Yeah, just uh, 
uh, a short short jump and just uh, catch up in New Caledonia if you want, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Good goal. <laughs> couldn't think of, I couldn't think of anything better, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you, but yeah. yeah. Well, I, um, thanks for joining us, Laurent. Yeah, um, pleasure. We've pleasure. Uh, obviously come across paths in the during the last years, and to see you uh, excel and just maintain that all-round good guy image is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Thank you very much, Nick. Right, good mate. on you, Laurent. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Cheers. As mentioned, uh, quite a lot, he, he, uh, Laurent sort of stated that it's all about uh, the people he works with and the people he sales with, and that's it's true to the point. I can stay, stand for that 100%. When we first went off his met him uh, way back in 2007, I reckon it was, he walked in and uh, he's been the same person ever since. There's been, you know, he's just been approachable and he is interested and he wants to know what's going on and he's always been involved. And I think that is what the sort of person he is. And it, it was very... Uh, very easy to see that in his in his chats. Yeah. Bloody oath. Um, Bloody oath. And there's no, well, it's pretty clear while he, why he's been deemed the nicest guy in yachting. Oh, no question. <laughs> didn't even didn't even let me ask some of my key questions. <laughs> <laughs> he already asked them. <laughs> He was very considered in everything nah. he provided. So you know what you're getting when he's uh, – uh, when he jumps. Nah, what a legend. Yeah, mm. bloody oath. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drink to that. Absolutely. Great to have him on the show and uh, I wish him all the best as he moves forward. There you go. Cool. Mm. Rock on. All right. Other news, club events. Any club events to talk about, lads? Oh, yeah, I'm on. Uh, yeah, oh, there's a couple. Mm. Who's going to start this one? Uh, well – um, we did get we did get an email from John Humphreys, which um, was cool about the t- contender class. So this is uh, yes, pretty localized. So the Victorian states are so super localized, but um, the contender was the uh, old Bob Miller design. So Ben Lexon, for those who don't know, single hander on the wire. It's an ongoing classic, and they, he was just talking about the states, and you know. Gave uh, Ronston a good plug. The boats are being built in Australia now by PSA, um, which is cool. Mm. Well-known builder in Australia. Um, and uh, sail out of Black Rock. So it's all the magic ingredients there, you know. You, Black Rock is a great sailing club, particularly for the dinghies. It's a dinghy club. Um, the, the race officer was Roger Blase. So, you know, like he, he's another fantastic sailor. But the event was won by Mark Bolker. And I would mm. argue Mark could be one of the most underrated superstars of sailing in, in Australia. Like that bloke is a dead set legend in my mind. He is good at every boat he jumps into. and uh, He's a, had extreme success, extreme. you would say, in many, many different classes. Yeah. So and then, now uh, the, the contender, just on the contender, yeah. um, had a bit of a resurgence. Uh, I've definitely noticed around the, the local coastline here mm. in, I think, preparation for the 23 Worlds, is that right, in Perth? Um, in, in oh, where are they? Raw freshwater um, okay. from memory. Mm. So there is a bit of a resurgence. And um, I saw young Barthy out in his contender only a few weeks ago. Right. Young Barthy. Um, Holy shit, mate, I tell you. 
they got plenty on. Yeah, those they guys. <laughs> and girl. Well, it's uh, you got to be a big dude. You got to take it on, and especially if you're going to Perth for the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're on the, the Barkeradi diet. I remember <laughs> I did. Uh, diet, yeah, they tried to get them going when I was sailing Adelaide a bit, and they they had a, a boat you could borrow just to to club boat you could borrow, and uh, the the strategy for the race for me was pretty simple. Um, don't capsize. Don't, don't, yeah, don't capsize. <laughs> yeah. So I I got away, I started at the pin as far away from everyone else as I could, so I didn't hit anyone, and one tacked it to the ley line. <laughs> Right. Tack back and I'm heading up to the top mark and I'm quite a long way in front uh, at this stage and next thing you know, the rudder floats off. Like it just, <laughs> just <laughs> floats off. And if you're a good sailor on a contender, you can sail them without a rudder. Needless to say. Yeah, so what happened to you? <laughs> Put her in the piss? <laughs> it, was, it was a glorious uh, shining career. That's probably the extent of my contender career, but they are a great boat, a uh, good boat. Oh, mate, imagine, yeah. Like on the trapeze, hang on, hang on. on a Rewind. laser, Rewind, basically. <laughs> I want to know what happened next. You, you you came into that saying if you were a good sailor, you could sail them without a rudder. So yeah. let's see oh, no, the, the end that. of this. Yeah, he put it in the piss. Yeah. Mark, so. <laughs> you don't need to debate that too hard. You, you need a bit of practice. Um, no, for sure. I was too busy telling everyone my rudder's come off, so I've got an excuse before <laughs> it piss rather than trying to sail it. Um and Andrea Bonetti sailed um, a complete snoozer, never not much skill in a, a contender. One of the great mm, contender sailors mm. of all time. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Um, so good luck to the contender class. Um, we'll bring up a point about that in a minute. Um, and Maryborough, their Hervey Bay regatta, the ninetieth, I think, might have even been the ninety second. To tell the honest truth, the Easter regatta they have at, up at Harvey Bay. Mm. If um, Mary Burrow, if you know your history, I'm pretty sure that's where the author of Mary Poppins was born. Um, yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I raise a brow. I, I, I raise say, a brow, I, Jordan. Yeah. And then, an interesting um, thought. Might have to get the Google out in that one. Super cool sailing uh, area, Harvey Bay, if you ever get a chance to go up there. It is a very popular regatta, just uh, – um, just so you know, so we got uh, a note from Stuart Norton about that. So good, some good club events. Just a tip for our friends out there who want us to talk up their club event, maybe send, send it to us before the week of the event because we record at the end of the, the weekend. So um, plan yep. ahead and we'll plug you in advance. But, yeah, no, they're the, probably the, the two. We did a two-week well, uh, two week Well, yeah. along with many other Easter regattas going on. Yeah. And Jordan, we um, just had a little bit of earlier commentary between our two good selves um, as to the Rourke um, Easter regatta. Yes. And it attracted your... Devastated, (laughs) boss. It attracted you because, get this, listeners... Hey, Bice, just go to Rourke Easter regatta, check it out, see if you get the same photo I've got. So I go to it. Guess what the photo is? Chocolate <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Devastating. Guess who's, go, guess who's going there next year? Yeah, next year. One I'll, Jordan Spencer. I will be there. Um, <laughs> like but uh, East, like Easter is a great time for yachting regattas. Mm-hmm. Like generally, um, generally the close of the season down here in the Southern, southern, uh, southern Hemisphere. Um, so it is always a good regatta going on somewhere. So, um, yeah. We look forward to more commentary in years to come on those ones. 
Yep. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that looks pretty cool. So it's good to see that the the POMs are sort of coming out of their hibernation, the um, ready-to-go sailing. I don't know, you know, such a talented sailing nation from such a cold bit of water. Don't get it, <laughs> but uh, congratulations to them. Um, <laughs> Jack Lloyd, listener of the week, team? Oh, 100%. There's one man who's got it mm-hmm. for no other reason than his name. <laughs> <laughs> Barry... Schoonenberg. 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 <laughs> Remove the uh, N-B-E and the G. Barry yeah, Schooner. And add an E and R. <laughs> Barry Schoonenberg. I'll have a Barry Schooner. I'm going to go down the palace tomorrow night and ask for a Barry Schooner. That's going to stick. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Stick. Love it. No, yeah. but he did have some valid points. This Absolutely is uh, from my side. Yep. Um, about a young Southport Sailor Isaiah Dua, 21 years old, um, who's just kind of fully in the throes of everything. Yeah, and he's yeah basically funding everything he's doing from his um, underwater hull cleaning and diving work. So um, he's going to take on Mm -hmm. uh, around Australia single-handed in a. Mini Transit, was that right? Now, this, read is, that this is 100% correct. Now, this mm-hmm. is obviously in, in my area, my... my, my in your wheelhouse, my we'll call it. Your, your wheelhouse, yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I have had, had some comms with him over the past couple yeah. of years and it's been interesting to watch and how it's all going ahead and it's finally happening. So, well, obviously, we wish him all the best. But uh, it's a really cool story and I think one that maybe could be worthwhile uh, yeah, we'll having a chat to him. We'll, we'll we'll get him on board because he's a, he's definitely a fan of the show. We hear we hear we get a few notes from Xavier and little messages. So um, I think his his bright's bright pink. Yeah, he's had it. He's had it. I think it was, I don't know if it was vinyl, but anyway. But he's uh, he's got the boat. He's uh, and it's good because you know minis are relatively rare in Australia, and mm. to do to be doing this is probably opening you know a lot of uh, people's minds up towards it. And with the double-handed movement, the short-handed movement, it's it's good timing. And so cool. he's yeah. Good luck, mate. Uh, yep. Congratulations. Cool. So it's Barry. Barry, Barry Schooner. Big bad, big bad bad. I cannot wait to go into a pub and just say, can I have a Barry, thanks? A Barry yeah. of beer. <laughs> I'm going to. It's going to stick. Mate, hey, every Barry, time thanks, you walk buddy. into a pub, you do have a Barry. <laughs> a Barry Crocker, that is. Uh, you are. Well, that's it. There's two options now, a Barry Crocker or a Barry Schooner. Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> Good um, on you, Barry. Congratulations, Barry. The week. Well done. And uh, Spicy, what are you going to do with that? You going get to get him anything? Oh, no, Baz, um, just send us your deets, mate. I'll um, get something up to you in no time. May or may not. We actually – no, 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 I'll do that. Um, we've actually had a few uh, orders come through just on a few T-shirts that I do have left. I must apologise to one listener who ordered a couple. I was uh, actually just working on the Land Rover, had some greasy fingers. <laughs> Got, when I was packing the shirts. Got some Defender <laughs> oil on your T-shirt. Now, that is cool. So um, you can say they're genuine. <laughs> I love it. Hey, with that person, uh, please send a photo in uh, of your T-shirt with Defender oil, uh, obviously. And, oh, and his name escapes me right now, but an uh, old mate from Ireland, for some reason we could not send oh, yeah. anything to Ireland oh, yeah. who ordered his hoodie back in November or December. Um, the borders have been reopened. Yeah. Your hoodie is on its way. Oh, um, right. So you should get it in about oh, six to eight weeks. 
Yeah, just as it warms up. <laughs> for a year. Just as it warms up for you. So that'll be a good two weeks. For those three days. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks where you won't be able to wear it, but you'll be great. It's they're super warm. You'll love it, mate. So it's on its way. Yeah, cool. Ole, 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 ole. Hot, hot, hot. It's hot time with bice. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you missed. It. I might actually get a new um new jingle actually new jingle? this week. I'll work on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, been quite a bit going on in the in the world news of yachting, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, all the ogly and all their big super yachts and people doing the bolt and blah blah blah. But in actual pure sailing terms, there's been um, a few great things going on. And this is a bit of a uh, just a general knowledge question for for well throughout the 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 theme of today. Um, in recent times, uh, Antigua to Newport, the race, re- uh, the record has been broken oh. by Argo. Yes. Trimaran. Yes. Oh, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Did you see this? Yes. Did see this? Three days, gents. Not bad. No, not bad. Hammer down. Hammer down. Now, the question being, how would you be liking this? Boys, is this in your wheelhouse, Jordan? How do you mean? Do you want to go f- smoking, doing records in a trimaran? Yep. Like these boys did, just yep. full noise? Yep. Yeah, yep. I'd give it up. I'd reckon it'd be fun. I reckon, I reckon I'd be pretty happy with doing that, I think. Um, if there's a record on, on, you know, on the line and, and there is a reason to do it, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Maxi, uh, boat captain on board. Who um, I saw some images of Maxi just fixing one of the something happened with the rudder, the rudder bearing or replaced the rudder bearing at sea, um, oh. and it looked quite heinery mm. at the time. But um, yeah, congrats and some uh, Brian Thompson, um, who's uh, what you would call principal or um, leading the pack there with the team. So. Congratulations to them. Mm. Um, now, this is a bit of a next one, boys. Boris Herman yes. has announced his next campaigns. Yep. A uh, friend of the show, obviously, building a new boat. Yep. Mm. Um, we do not know who the designer is. Well, I don't. Um, but announcing a Vonday push and also Ocean Race push. Yep. Now, this the video I watched was produced by the Ocean Race. Are we clutching at straws here a bit, boys? Ocean Race, going ahead. Well, you guys would know more than most. Well, to me, not it just really. seems like to me it just seems like it's just hanging on, you know. And they're trying to trying to live it. It's the the advertising's there, but it's just there's just not a we're not we're not seeing the boats, we're not seeing the teams, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, from my point of view, I definitely hope it is all going to be pushing forward and going ahead. Um, we're just seeing dribs and drabs at the minute mm. and no big announcements, which is a bit bit scary. So fingers crossed there's something not too far around the corner because keeping in mind the start's only nine months away. Yeah, this is it. Nine months? Well, okay. they haven't. 
I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to put it out there. I don't see it happening, to be honest. We're not part of the race in any way whatsoever anymore. So, um, but we still love it uh, and care about everyone involved. We've got a lot of friends working on that race and we, we just want to see it succeed is what I'll say. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, so, you know, we're not, we're not putting the boot in in any way. We really want that race to no, succeed. No, no. Yeah, just to be clear, yep. not at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Gents, good news story. All right. Um, our K1W on mates, oh. Pete and Blair. Yes. Have launched the uh, – good good uh, professionalism here, boss. Um, <laughs> where are my notes? Uh, the live ocean sailing uh, side of things. Um, and they will be developing and putting in the into a series full female crew going forward with the vision, of course, for these females to take part in future Sail GP, America's Cup, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. So they're basically paving the path, well, building, uh, building the pathway out of um, the land of the long white cloud. Cozy bros smashing it out of the park is the best way to describe that. Um, so the ETF 26, it's a falling cat for crew. Um, not exactly uh, an anonymous crew, certainly one of the greats. So you've got uh, Joe Aller, um, Alex Maloney, Molly Meach and Erica Dawson. So that's a pretty solid bunch of Very sailors solid. in that team. Yeah, um, it's, good, but it's good. All Olympians. Um yeah, um, so, yeah, on that ETF, so trying to develop them. Um, Blair and Pete, for those who have never met them, just fantastic blokes, genuinely fantastic blokes. Um, and, yeah, you can't – there's nothing to criticise. This is great to see. More power Absolutely. to them. Absolutely. Mm. Um, boys, I wasn't here last week just no. to, due to a last-minute emergency, Wait, but there, oh. there was a little old team controversy – Going on. Oh, yeah. there is. Um, not sure if it was mentioned, but uh, with our uh, basically one of the old teams that was being developed was for is still um, what would we say still in the hands of the lawyers? Do we do we say that? Oh, it's not. Yeah, maybe. Let's call it that. Just uh, the class is just there. Yeah, it would be in the down. The class has clamped down on, on it. But they've definitely come down. Yeah. On. So the whole. But thing basically, about- and. Basically, what I'm getting at, we received a bit of feedback mm-hmm. throughout the week on well, it, if it from, came from, from the fact an, that an, I was anonymous I was quite nonchalant about the fact that they're putting the winches below deck, and I sort of said I, I don't see the problem. But anyway, continue. So, the basically from our anonymous listener um, has sent in. Well, okay, you're allowed out there. Where do you stop? Do we next thing see? TP-52s with winches down below deck? Do we see whatever it might be, fast 40s with winches below deck? Do we start seeing all that? Well, grinders um, down below deck and suddenly all, all boats are obsolete for those that haven't got that set up, you know. So, mm. And I will say that the big, sailor that... Where, where do you sit on this, Jay? Where do you sit on well, it? Well, the sailor that sent this info through to us or these thoughts through to us is probably one of the, the most successful sailors in the world currently. Um of, of all the pro sailors in the world. Um, so I'll just sit down and shut up. 
take your medicine, you reckon? <laughs> I, I, and I tend to – I absolutely agree with, with, the, with the comments from the email and I think that that is a thing. Where do we stop? But, you know, like if you look at what's been going on, you know, there's always – and whether it be IRC – and I had this conversation uh, in a chat um, the other day about IRC. Whether it's IRC, ORC, IOR, IMS, box rule, one design, whatever it is, this, it, the, the limit is always pushed. And if it's not written into the rule from the beginning, then someone is going to take advantage of it and utilise it. That's what it is, right? That's what, you know, that's why we ended up with the TP52s. That's why we ended up with these boats, because the rule was a box rule and everyone kept advancing that little advantage, advancing, advancing, advancing the next advantage and the next advantage and the next advantage until it ended up in that corner, which created these TPs, which are now down to the 0.0001% of performance advances, right? In this situation, it doesn't say that you can't have that's put in apostrophes, the winches down below or this or that. And so they've gone, well, let's do it, you know, and that's what they're saying. And now they're saying that, you know, ultimately where they stop it. And that's true, you know, like, and it's a well sailing thing, right? It's in safety regulations, right? Yeah, well, this is right. No winches or operations below deck. Yeah. So, So, and this mm. is something that they, and we, I think we did touch on this, that, you know, in a, in a class rule or in a box rule or whatever, it, it's, it may have been that it's not looked at from the world sailing point of view because, you know, and then anyway, the point is that, you know, where do we stop? Um, I'm, I'm for trying to keep the boats as obsolete, or sorry, as, as used as possible. You know, like we do that, we're going to wipe out a lot of boats. That's true. What I say, BP, mm. get that keel off the X2, mate. <laughs> Lower it back down to the ground. Get the jigsaw out. Cut the winches out. Put them down below. It's <laughs> <laughs> the right. way the world's going. <laughs> right. So, and okay. And and what we do then is also we get down below. We put a grinder down there, and you lay on your back and you grind while you yeah. with your legs. Yeah, that's you know, yeah. yeah, like those Cycle. lay down bike things. Yeah. Have you sailed the X2 <laughs> yet, BP? It's it's very very close. It's Mate, come, it'll be done. It'll be done this oh, week. No no wait wait. It's on my list. On my list. Oh, oh list. sorry sorry. Because, all, right. all right. So two more to go, gents. Yep. This week saw the stepping down of one of the more well known names in yachting. Um, Ian Walker steps yes, down as the RYA racing director after four and a half years. Yep. All this. Um, anything to be read into? You think, boys? Um, or he's been in there, he's done his time. They do say that it's in between the cycles between the Olympics and a few different things, or is there uh, something more to be part of this? Oh, we've, got, we've got someone's nodding their head profusely, up and down, that is. Wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> If there's one person on this planet who will have a clue, it's you. Um, I'm not saying a word. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, jeez. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, mate. No. <laughs> what's going on? No. What's going on? The way, no. the way he's shaking, rubbing his hands together and nodding. No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> move on. Oh, come on. So word has it, Ian has got a uh, team to go back in the ocean race. Right. Um, and he's getting everything fired up. That may or may not be true. Yeah. That's a big call. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We'll, give, we'll give our mate Mark. Rightio. Now, finally, mm-hmm. um, tell us about your X2, BP. Yeah. What's going on, mate? Just fill us in. 
Yeah, look, it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, love the graphics, love oh, the you. artwork and the colours. We will be launch. We will be launching that this week. So for all those listeners who go, I haven't seen it. That'll be coming out this week. We're waiting for the the the, the branding stuff to be finished off. But yeah, that's all good. And um, what's it? Have you got a like a big christening ceremony? Yeah, we're planning that all this. Like week. inviting all the Barker audience to come down to yeah, work, I'll, check I'll, it all out. What just, time? When's it on? By, you'll get it. You'll get a ticket in the mail. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, with the with the merchandise back. No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm I'm onto it. I'm just making. I'm organising it. But anyway, so let, look. Let me just go on. So everything we've done in, with the engineering, the design over the last X amount of months and years has, has paid off. Everything's fit to a millimetre. There's been no issues. Rig went in the other day for the first time within within millimetres. You know, didn't have to do do anything. We've got all the settings right. We've got everything done. Um, there was a few little little issues, you know, that we had to do with hull one, which is fine, and nothing nothing that was stopping us sailing. And then, so the boat basically on Tuesday or Wednesday will be out of the shed and will be masked in, keel in, anti-fouled painted because it's staying in the water. This boat, um, and we're going to be sailing within the next five. For ten days, and we're away. Is so it going up to Pitwater, or is it staying on the harbour? For it's living. It's living in Pitwater, um, but we've got a few days to sort of do a few things here, and oh. then obviously there's a bit of testing and data correlation and work with some teams to um, to put it all together because this boat is going to obviously create a a, a database of all the information real quickly because the next boat is on the ship very soon and um, I fly over the States and that's going in the water and then I fly back to the UK for the one in the UK. So it's non-stop. Oh, BP, he's on the plane. Oh, isn't he? Hey. Um, Mate, now, I'm BP. Now, oh, sorry, you go I, first. I'm, you know, I've got a grown-up job these days. Now, COVID changed our whole lives um, and uh, they they make me go to grown-up events but that means that I'm back travelling uh, in within Australia 9th, 10th, 11th evenings, the 9th, 10th and 11th of May, I'll be in Sydney. Um, will it be up at the pit water by then? Well, yes. Well, where are you going to be based? Oh, darling, darling. We'll just, we'll just make make plans live on, on the oh, show. Jordan will be – he'll be at the Siebel, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get the chauffeur to pick you up and we'll go for a drive and go for a sale. How does that sound? And but, and don't worry, Bicey and, and Jordan. You'll be – You'll be in Sydney at some stage. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, well, I'll make yeah, it I'm not too worried, but I've got one question. Do you yeah. regret not um, – I might, you didn't have much choice in it, but potentially having the boat in the water for the Brisbane Gladstone, probably oh, wow. setting an under nine-metre record that will probably yeah. stand for okay. years and years to come. Jordan, okay. go. Right. So here's what's going on. Grant Cooper, who is the man that put the, the streaming show together, you know, he's a passionate guy and he, he loves – he loves he's put a, so much effort into getting that Brisbane to Gladstone coverage going and he was very happy with how it went this year. And you know him well, Bryce. You kind of grew up with the – I lady. actually – I did grow up with – Your dad's well, a great with, mate. With, yep, they are. And I brought my first laser from Wheatbix, as a matter of fact. <laughs> or Grant. For, sorry. His name. So – uh, we we're doing some commentary, and uh, in a commercial break, uh, he looked across at me and he said, "You know, we pity this X2 is not here." And I said, "You know, you could sail it up." And I said, "Why don't we make BP and Bicey sail it next year, and I'll do the commentary, Ooh. and we could uh, we could have the the Barker 80 challenge for the Brisbane to Gladstone. That would be yes. Consider it done. Done. There we go. Sign done. It Sign it off. Uh, by the way, Brisbane to Gladstone, fantastic event. Obviously. Uh, Congratulations, Blackjack, new race record. Yes, 
Um, <laughs> I think Ichiban with the win on the IRC. Uh, yes, and uh, Celestial in the uh, normally aspirated uh, non-turbo division. Yeah, uh, I think Black Diamond. Oh, it's the dog. Oh, it's look the dog. at that. Is that Milo? Hello, Milo. <laughs> Milo's attacking me. And then in the cat. In the, the Cats, because there is a multi-hail race, just big congratulations to the uh, the almost 60 known as Rex, Sikkim Rex. Um, he also, well, they also set a new race record on that one. That's the old team, New Zealand's team Vodafone. Yes, that's yeah, right, yeah. The, the thing was yes. smoking along. So, yeah, yep. the perfect conditions. If you're ever going to do a race uh, and you want guaranteed conditions, the um, Brisbane to Gladstone, it normally... Southeast trades are normally blown at that time of the year, and it's Beautiful. just a downhill Beautiful. run of 24 hours, and it's a great event. So and, in, and inside the reef, so it's nice. Ton of fun. Ton of fun. Um, anything else you want to touch on, boss? Uh, no, all clear from my end. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I've got something if you don't mind. Yep. Uh, just we. Uh, is this in the run sheet? Is this in the run sheet? Never in the run sheet. Oh, okay. No, go, no. go ahead. Don't uh, just real quickly, submitting uh, we are getting towards the end of the show. Uh, Gold Racing League next weekend. Um, obviously, the white boats. Snore, snore, snore. I've got to give them a mention because that's what we do. So um, that's it. Looking forward to that. On the actuals, yeah. getting out in the water on the actuals. Yes, on oh, the actuals. Sorry, I've got one more thing. Yeah, oh, right. Here we go. Jordan Spencer. What? The voiceover for the Pipeline Drillers oh. VX1 Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Was that sped up? It sounded like it, didn't it? I, so what happens, I recorded it um, in the hotel in San Fran and, you know, in the wee hours of the morning, like that's because we're so busy. Uh, and then you know, remember we've got in trouble so many times recording in, in hotel oh, rooms. from hotel, yeah. So I was super, I was sort of trying to keep my voice down and when I heard that, I just sent it to him like it was three in the morning or something, I sent it to them and then they came back to me and said, oh, mate, you've got to do better than that. It was really slow and... Boring, oh, and then yeah. I was trying to be quiet. Oh, yeah. You were trying to be like when you did the episode with us, when you were not didn't want to wake up anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah nah. that's right. Well, yeah. that's when he was dusty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and anyway, so they, they sent it back, and I said, "Oh yeah, no worries. I'll give you, I'll give full speed." And then I listened to it. And I'm going, "Did I talk that fast? I don't talk that fast. Um, or did that get <laughs> sped up?" But anyway, it's um, yeah. Um, so by the way, excellent mention of Radelaide. Radelaide, that's it. So good, yep. so good. And um, for any Radeladians out there who are looking to get into the VX1 class, as it just so happens, uh, Boat 112 is up for sale. Oh, um, so already? So feel free to send uh, myself a message or the great Carlin Howard and uh, getting ready for our new boat to enter the arena. Oh, wow. Um Chris Dean did send me uh, – so Chris is the guy organising the, those Adelaide Nationals, sent me a media uh, press release for about who pipeline drillers are um, to talk up pipeline drillers, which are they're actually horizontal directional drilling specialists. Um, Brett Whitbread, <laughs> who is yes, horizontal, <laughs> horizontal drilling. <laughs> wow, horizontal drilling specialist, directional wow. drilling specialist, which is better than what I thought they were. I just thought they were for um, when you're constipated, you know, a bit of. Um, uh, they, a different they, wavelength than me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all well, I could have got a job good. with those blokes back in <laughs> the day. Say, my resume's pretty good. Also, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, we're not bagging because Brett Whitbread, who uh, he and his dad are principals <laughs> of that business, <laughs> a family business, do directional drilling. Uh, fantastic blokes, fantastic. They give so much, but they are 
fans of the show in a big way. And uh, yeah, so fans of the show and not and Brett probably um, not single handedly, but extremely responsible for the yeah. uh, VX class in Australia and for what it's going to be and for going to be a great national titles in uh, January. In Radelaide. Yeah, him and Michael Jones, two blokes that. I have an immense amount of time for. I got, uh, yeah, no, you just, they're so lucky, the VX guys, to have those guys uh, behind the yep. whole thing. Um, yeah, this weekend? It is. So all the Olympic dinghy classes are into France, so that's cool. Um, uh, we, 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 we. Uh, the 505 Europe Cup just happened, the Euro Cup. So build up to the Worlds. Congratulations to Wolfgang and Holger, I think, were the winners, I reckon. they Was it? Yeah. Um, so Wolfgang Hunger and Holger Jess. So didn't win a race. Sounds very familiar. Yeah, well, um, it's interesting. We should get Holger on. Holger would be super keen to chat on the show. Uh, he Everybody jumps on, goes to the front. But Wolfgang Hunger is a dead set legend. He's the guy we talked about who, who's dominated um, – um, Kilo Kilwick, um, Kilovaka, Kilovaka. Um, so yeah, that there. Um, I guess with the utmost respect, we have to talk about I can't even pronounce the name quick the loss of the ten, uh, Tunisian sailors. Mm. Uh, yes. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, so I won't. So, um, very, very sad. Uh, so our condolences on that. Uh, I do want to mention, we don't know exactly what happened. I, my understanding, and I don't know if I'm right, is that she was trapped underwater in the rigging. It yep. highlights uh, a discussion I have regularly with people. The whole concept, there's very few people that understand how to get each other out of trouble. So if you are young sailors going out in a dinghy, if you're a skipper, make sure you know how to release your cruise trapeze belt. Um, make sure you have a knife. We had this conversation yep. on the show, Jordan, or yep. just um, one-on-one? Because I remember uh, that was one discussion or something that you did bring up. You either sailed with someone and the first thing you ever spoke about was yeah, how you either release me or they release you. Yeah, Carter Jackson. So for That's those who right. know Carter, wild, loose unit, like you, you don't think uh, anything professional. Like Carter, great guy, don't, no disrespect, talented sailor. But you'd think he'd be the last person to ask that question, I guess is what I'm trying to imply. But he was, you know, he just he, – first, as soon as I got on the boat, we'd, it was a national champs, we never sailed together. Um and he just said, right, how do I get you out if something goes wrong? Um, and that's the mm. first time I've had that in my career. And um, so that I'd say that for coaches, I'd argue you want to have a knife, uh, maybe even have an oxygen bottle or uh, some a snorkel and so, uh, some goggles or something so you can see underwater and get in there if you're a coach. Um, it's probably a go-to. But, you know, let's have those discussions so we don't lose people. The, um, he was the youngest uh, sailor at the Olympics in Tokyo. Um, mm. on the 49er FX and training up. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really sad. Tragic. Sailing with a sister, I think. So, yeah. Tragic. Oh. Thoughts uh, are with them. What was the – oh, Cairns Dump. The Cairns Dump. Has that caused some news this week? Well, that's created some traffic on the Facebook page, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so, Cairns, so tell us about the Cairns Dump, Jordan. Well, Cairns is, you know, a big city at the very top end of Australia on the east coast. Um, 
So for those who think, you know, if you want to go from Sydney to That's camp, where all the where all the sardines swim to. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So to be in cans. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's hard working with you. Uh, oh dear, I'm just trying to look at my things now. If I got, I'm, I'm not set up to give a stupid uh, response. Hang on, <laughs> I've got to find a lightning quick, lightning quick. You know, uh, oh, waiting, waiting, waiting. Too hard, too hard. There you go. Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that took a bit of work. Right. Um, I was too busy talking. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a whole bunch of boats at the Cairns Dump. Um, like, there's a old wooden fin, there's a contender there, there's a Gwen 12 there, there's a Europe there. Um, and it's sparked. Somebody, you know, the classic dinghy thing put up a, the picture. And Jesus, that sparked a reaction. And I got a note from the head of the fin guy in Queensland. Said, "Can you?" you know, they were trying to save the fin. He said, "Can you get the Barkerati people to to sort this out for us? We can't reach anyone." And I said, "Oh, okay." So I put the post on Barkerati, and within half an hour, there was like ten responses. You know, and um, I think most of the boats were pieces of shit. Is basically what was the feedback was, but you know. Um, I think they're a bit tired of being contacted. I think every sailor in the world had reached <laughs> out to them. But anyway, who knew Cairns was the dumping ground for sailing dinghies? Mm. Surprised there weren't more rainbows plenty, there. Plenty of well, rainbows they're obviously uh, already out on the on the on the waterways. Um, <laughs> but it's re- good. They've um, been restored and reintroduced, have they? By some? enough moisture in the air for the timber boats just to maintain their. Um, Waterproofness, robustness. Yeah. Oh, they keep exactly. them in cans. That's why they survive longer. That's <laughs> right. Like hum- humidity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> I think that was basically it. I think, uh, but yeah. So good on the all the listeners. He just just effectively just sorted it all out. Everyone knows what's going on. There's communication going. It took literally half an hour. So Barkerati people should be proud. Bravo! Put give you a little tap on the back, Bark Radians, um, and enjoy. All right, next week, All right, boys. Next week we got Anzac Day. Oh mm. yeah, shit. Mm. Radio. Mm. Okay. All right, lads. Great to catch up. Good to have you back, boys. Here after a two week, uh, you know, sojourn. Sojourn. Two week. Or week well, yeah, the week before it didn't happen. Mm, you two, you two well, it did. You blokes should get up with your timing a little bit better, I think. <laughs> that was one Joey Newton. So just uh, oh, get yeah. your timing a bit better, yeah, please. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Go. See you, boys. Okay. Cheers. See you, everyone. Oh, by the way, not an issue now. I think I've worked out how to publish this on Spotify, too. Go for it, mate. I want a dollar and a dollar a dollar a Next week we'll talk about it. Put it on the run sheet, mate.